Chapter Six of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Kirsten Ferreri. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Chapter Six: Pig and Pepper. For a minute or two she stood looking at the house, when suddenly a footman in livery came running out of the wood, judging by his face only she would have called him a fish, and rapped loudly at the door with his knuckles. It was opened by another footman in livery, with a round face and large eyes like a frog. The fish footman began by producing from under his arm a great letter, and this he handed over to the other, saying, in a solemn tone, For the Duchess! an invitation from the queen to play croquet the frog footman repeated in the same solemn tone from the queen an invitation for the duchess to play croquet then they both bowed low and their curls got entangled together when alice next peeped out the fish footman was gone and the other was sitting on the ground near the door staring stupidly up into the sky alice went timidly up to the door and knocked "'There's no sort of use in knocking,' said the footman, "'and that for two reasons. First, because I'm on the same side of the door as you are. Secondly, because they're making such a noise inside no one could possibly hear you.' And certainly there was a most extraordinary noise going on within, a constant howling and sneezing, and every now and then a great crash, as if a dish or a kettle had been broken to pieces. "'How am I to get in?' asked Alice. "'Are you to get in at all?' said the footman. "'That's the first question, you know.' Alice opened the door and went in. The door led right into a large kitchen, which was full of smoke from one end to the other. The Duchess was sitting on a three-legged stool in the middle nursing a baby. The cook was leaning over the fire, stirring a large cauldron which seemed to be full of soup. "'There is certainly too much pepper in that soup,' Alice said to herself, as well as she could, for sneezing. Even the Duchess sneezed occasionally, and as for the baby, it was sneezing and howling alternately without a moment's pause. The only two creatures in the kitchen that did not sneeze were the cook and a large cat, which was grinning from ear to ear. "'Please, would you tell me,' said Alice, a little timidly, "'why your cat grins like that?' "'It's a Cheshire cat,' said the Duchess, "'and that's why.' "'I didn't know that Cheshire cats always grinned.' "'In fact, I didn't know that cats could grin,' said Alice. "'You don't know much,' said the Duchess, "'and that's a fact.' Just then the cook took the cauldron of soup off the fire, and at once set to work throwing everything within her reach at the Duchess and the baby. The fire-irons came first, followed by a shower of saucepans, plates, and dishes. The Duchess took no notice of them even when they hit her, and the baby was howling so much already that it was quite impossible to say whether the blows hurt it or not.' "'Oh, please, mind what you're doing!' cried Alice, jumping up and down in an agony of terror. "'Here, you may nurse it a bit if you like,' the Duchess said to Alice, flinging the baby at her as she spoke. "'I must go and get ready to play croquet with the Queen.' And she hurried out of the room. Alice caught the baby with some difficulty, as it was a queer-shaped little creature, and held out its arms and legs in all directions. "'If I don't take this child away from me,' thought Alice, "'they're sure to kill it in a day or two. "'Wouldn't it be murder to leave it behind?' "'She said the last words out loud, "'and the little thing grunted in reply. "'If you're going to turn into a pig, my dear,' said Alice, "'I'll have nothing more to do with you. "'Mine now.' 
Alice was just beginning to think to herself, "'Now what am I to do with this creature when I get it home?' when it grunted again so violently that Alice looked down into its face in some alarm. This time there could be no mistake about it. It was neither more nor less than a pig. So she set the little creature down, and felt quite relieved to see it trot away quietly into the wood. Alice was a little startled by seeing the Cheshire Cat sitting on a bough of a tree a few yards off. The cat only grinned when it saw her. "'Cheshire Puss!' began Alice, rather timidly. "'Would you please tell me which way I ought to go from here?' "'In that direction,' the cat said, waving the right paw round, "'lives a hatter. And in that direction,' waved the other paw, "'lives a march hare. Visit either you like. They're both mad.' "'But I don't want to go among mad people,' Alice remarked. "'Oh, you can't help that,' said the cat. "'We're all mad here. Do you play croquet with the Queen to-day?' "'I should like it very much,' said Alice. "'But I haven't been invited yet.' "'You'll see me there,' said the cat, and vanished. Alice had not gone much farther before she came in sight of the house of the March Hare. It was so large a house that she did not like to go near till she had nibbled some more of the left-hand bit of mushroom. End of chapter 6